Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's great to be with you all once again in God's house to worship, uh, and most especially to receive from him his gifts of word and sacrament. Uh, Please stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And uh, members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them to Trinity today. This, this Sunday morning for New Member Sunday. Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Ms. Susan Seneger, Acolytes, Micaiah Clybaker, and Carson Minnie. Today's order of service is at trinity1874.com. That's trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church of Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. And so as you are taking your seats, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this Lord's Day. Uh, Lord, for it is on this day that we remember and give thanks for your empty tomb. And Lord, we know that your presence is here. Uh, Lord, we know that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, which we are, Uh, There you are among them, and for that we thank you. And now we ask, Lord, that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship here. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my sins unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, Confess unto you all my sins and with which I have ever and justly deserve But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you would for mercy, and for the sake of holy and sincere sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to you, a poor sinful. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will not pass away. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, almighty and ever-living God, you have given exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you. Rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may live and abide forever in your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated.
the Old Testament reading for this morning and also the text for our sermon is from Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, and with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is the word of our Lord. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. At this time, I invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given this morning by Mrs. Hansen. The children's message today is by Fawn Hansen and is entitled, Thankfulness. It might have been the week before, but Mr. Sletton talked about a holiday that's coming up soon. What was that one that he talked about? Maddie? No? Well, I might have that one, too. You know what it was? He talked about Christmas coming, didn't he? But Maddie just kind of blew my theory here. So I remember him talking about Christmas, and I was going to ask you what's coming before that, which is, as Maddie said, Thanksgiving. Thank Cohen. Thanksgiving time. So Thanksgiving's about what? Is that when we get presents to everybody? Carly? Give thanks. For what? Everything. For everything. You give thanks for everything. Does that mean uh, for food? Yes. How about your house? Yes. Yes. How about your car? Um, can anybody think of something else we should be giving thanks for? God. Why would we give thanks to God, Cohen? For God, I mean. Because he keeps us safe. That's exactly right. He takes care of us. He loves us. He keeps us safe. But who can tell me why God or how God takes care of us? Anybody? Because he took away our sin. And how did he do that? By dying on the cross. Who died on the cross? Jesus. 
Awesome job. Very good. Thanks, Cohen. Exactly right. He died on the cross. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for us, for our sins. And we thank him that he gave us Jesus. It wasn't good for Jesus to die on that cross, was it? But we thank him that he did because we get forgiveness of our sins and we get to go to heaven someday. Um, Can you tell me what is something special you might be thankful for for Christmas? I just want two. Let's get two. Grace? Family. Family. MJ? Um, toy bot. A toy bot? A toy bot? That's what, that's what you want for Christmas, right? Yes. Well, I wanted to tell you, I'm going to read you a little verse if I can get it back. Hold on. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. I forgot to tell you, listen for one special word that I'm reading about, okay? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Give thanks to God of gods, because his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. What was that one word that I'm thinking about? Thanks, and another one. And love. Thanks and love. So this Thanksgiving, when you're going to your families or you're staying home or you're going to grandmas and grandpas, I want you to think about giving thanks, not just for all the things that we have and the things that we see, but I want you to remember that when you pray to God at Thanksgiving, you are thanking him for giving his love to you, for giving Jesus to you. So when grandma goes around the table and says, I want you to tell me something you're thankful for, it's okay to be thankful for your house and all of those things that you have. But think about your family, as Grace said. Think about your family. Think about love. Think about Jesus. And think about what God did for us when he loved us so much. So think about those things and don't forget to thank God for everything that he's given us, especially our families and love, right? Thanks, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. Forgot to pray. Hold on a second. Forgot to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these children that you've uh, given us at our church. I thank you for our, our church family, and I thank you for our pastors, and I thank you for everyone who works so hard um, to be here every Sunday and to create the things that make our service wonderful. But most of all, I thank you so much for your son Jesus that you sent to us to die on the cross for our sins. I thank you so much that you love us and that your love always endures forever, no matter what. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. second reading for this morning is taken from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. The Apostle Paul writes this, Finally, brothers, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you, and and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things 
that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in, in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we did not have that right, but to give you and ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. While some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, See that you were not led astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your lives, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let those who are inside the city depart, and let not those who are out in the country enter it, for these are the days of vengeance, to fulfill all that is written. Alas for women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants in those days, for there will be great distress upon the earth and wrath against this people." They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. 
And there will be signs and sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. This is the gospel of our Lord. Hymn of the day is Earth and All Stars, Hymn 817, verses 1, 2, 6, and 7. Hymn 817, verses 1, 2, 6, and 7. Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from the Old Testament lesson from Psalm 98 that was just read. Please have that in front of you. We are going to be referring to it as we go along with our message here this morning. If you have ever been to a live sporting event before, you know the moment. You are waiting for your team to do that thing which is just going to lift you out of your seat and clap your hands and, and shout and, and be so incredibly happy. And sometimes you, you can almost sort of feel it. I know with basketball, if you're sort of inside of this gym and your team really needs a three-point shot and there's this, and when somebody gets the ball and somebody shoots it, there's this audible gasp, and then they make it. And the crowd goes nuts and everybody's really, really happy. When I was a freshman in college, I received a phone call from my mother on a Saturday morning. And so I pick up the phone and my mom says, Jake, you will never believe what happened with your brother last night. And I said, well, great. Tell me. So my brother was a sophomore in high school at that time and uh, sophomores usually don't play on the varsity team, but he was lucky enough to dress and to be there sort of as a sub if, if needed. And his team was down by two points. And they had gotten fouled. And his teammate had gone to the free throw line in order to shoot the free throws. He missed the first. So that meant that he had to miss the second. And so my brother, who hadn't played the entire game, was called in because, he, because he's tall and because he can jump pretty, pretty high. And so he gets called in last minute and he goes in and he stands on his perch as closest, I'm sorry, it was over here, as close to the basket as he can possibly get. And his teammate has to miss, right? So his teammate misses. And my brother leaps up, grabs the ball, turns around with one second left, grabs the ball, turns around, and he shoots it in a fadeaway. The ball tantalizingly rolls around the hoop, and it drops in. And he made the game-saving shot. Now, of course, the crowd goes nuts. Everybody is really, really excited about this. And his coach, who was a pretty reserved guy, had this thing that he did whenever he was really excited. They called it the Hessing Shuffle. He kind of danced a little bit like this. And he was just, he was so excited about what had happened. We've all, I'm sure, been in gyms or in fields or in whatever sport that it is or whatever place that you might be where there's this loud rejoicing and happiness over what has happened. And you can feel it and you know when that moment is. In Psalm 98, it describes that the Lord has done marvelous things. Look at that text with me. Psalm 98. Lost my place here. In Psalm 98, it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous 
things. And then if you skip down to verse 4, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in a joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and the lyre and the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. And the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. There is this great sing being described by the psalmist of great jubilation, exultation, rejoicing, joy, happiness. And why? Because the Lord has done marvelous things. The question for us this morning, of course, is what are those marvelous things? First of all, in verse 1, the the second half. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. And this has been from the beginning of time. I have mentioned to many of you before, but I mention it here again, that the moment that God created Adam and Eve, I believe that he created a way to save them. He knew that Adam and Eve were going to fall. He knew that they were going to sin. He knew that they were going to need saved. And so he knew that the only way to save them was, of course, if he came down and saved them himself. But, of course, they asked for prophets, and they ask for judges, and they ask for kings, and every single one of them fail to do what God wants of them, which is to save them, which is to make them righteous, which is to give to them infinite mercy, and which is to one day bring them into the heavenly courts with God himself. And so the rivers clap their hands, the seas roar, The trumpets and the sound of the horn make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord, because he has worked salvation for creation. The second marvelous thing that Psalm 98 talks about happens in verse 2. The Lord has made known his salvation, and he has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. I take us to John chapter 14. Starting at verse 1, Jesus has a very interesting interaction with two of his disciples, one being Thomas, the other one Philip. Verse 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself That where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. And then Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then Philip Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. 
Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Somebody asked me recently, do we, are we, is the, is the Christian faith a, uh, a polytheistic faith? Meaning that we worship several gods, and of course the answer is no. And the reason, or one of the big reasons for why the answer is no is found in John chapter 14. Because Jesus says to his disciples, when they ask him, what is the way to go? Who is the way? He says, it's me. I am the way. The way that God has revealed himself to you and I is through his son, Jesus. Again, from Psalm 98. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. And so because God has revealed himself in the person of his son, Make a joyful noise, verse 4, to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre. Let the sea roar. Let the rivers clap their hands. Because God has revealed himself to us. And he has revealed himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. The third marvelous thing happens in verse 3. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. There is a multitude of examples in Scripture that I could have used here, but I only picked out three. But there are a multitude of examples in which God remembers his promises to his people. There is a host of examples in which God remembers his faithfulness to his people. The first one that came to mind when I was preparing this message was Hannah. Hannah is childless and wants so desperately to have a child. And to make matters worse, there is another woman who continues to to make fun of her because she is childless and continues to make her life miserable. And then God remembers Hannah. And Hannah gives birth to a son. And then once Hannah, gives, and then once Hannah is pregnant, she, she sings this beautiful song. It's called Hannah's Song. You'll find it in the book of 1 Samuel. And what is so neat about this song is not only the, the, the exultation and the rejoicing that Hannah has over this, over this son that she has, but this is also very similar to the song of another mother, or soon-to-be mother. We know her, of course, as Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus. And in that song, Mary's, uh, Mary's song, we call it the Magnificat, In that song, Mary actually uses those words, for the Lord has remembered his servant. And Mary sings this song again in exultation, in joy, in rejoicing over what God has done for her. And again, think about the plight of Mary. Think about the the situation that she is in, because up until this point, she thinks that everything has just gone completely awry. Her husband has every reason to divorce her, and if she gets 
divorce, that basically is a death sentence for her. And yet, she sings. says that God has remembered me. He has remembered His servant. And there is this wonderful song of exaltation and great joy. The fourth marvelous thing that we are told in Psalm 98 that the Lord has done is in verse verse 9. Before the Lord He comes to judge the earth, He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Now why in the world would that be joyful for you and me for when God comes back and judges the world? Because when you are clothed with a robe of Christ's righteousness, it is a happy day. Because when you are clothed with a robe of Christ's righteousness, that means that God has in your life fulfilled His purpose and has fulfilled His plan of saving you, begun from the very beginning of time. And so I ask you here today what is your story? What is your past? What is your present? Are you a sinner? Are you broken? Are you hurting? Are you feeling like you're not good enough? Are you lonely? Do you feel abandoned? Do you have physical or medical concerns that you're really scared about. I could go on and on. The truth for you here today, the truth from Psalm 98, is that no matter what your story is, no matter what your past was, no matter what your present is, that the Lord has remembered you. And He has remembered you in His faithfulness. The Lord has revealed His righteousness to you and for you. The Lord has worked salvation out for you with His mighty arm. Not only in the day that is to come, but He has worked this in the here and now. In a few moments, you will be able to participate in His body and blood, which is for the forgiveness of your sins. Soon, we will be baptizing two more babies right here <coughs> Sorry, at this font when, in which the Lord works salvation and righteousness for those who are baptized, in which the Lord has worked salvation and righteousness for all who partake of His body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And of course we know that He will do all of these things on the glorious day yet to come. It it can be difficult. It can be difficult to live in the here and now and have all of these things that are happening to us or happening to people that we love and having all of these things happen to us. And it can be difficult to remember that not only has God remembered us in faith, but that God will remember you on the final day, on the last day, 
on that day when for so many other people who are not clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness, another way of saying that is clothed with his perfection, because as we've said, only perfect people will get into heaven. It will not be so great a day for those who are not clothed with that robe of righteousness. But for you and I, The trumpets and the sound of the horn will make a joyful noise before the king. The sea will roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. The rivers will clap their hands. The hills will sing together for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. (coughs) Sorry. I wasn't there when my brother had this great and amazing moment. And as it would turn out, it was actually that moment, not just that, but it was that moment that was a big factor in why I moved schools and I moved back closer to home because I wanted to be around him and I wanted to be around my family in case anything like this ever happened again. It didn't. I wasn't there to see that. But we will be there on the final day on the last day, when everything will be made right again, when God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, when everything will be made right once again, and we will be in the presence of the one, of the one in which the rivers clap their hands for, on the one in which the mountains sing for joy for, and and for the one in whose name that we are gathered here for. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven, and in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified by Please be seated. At this time, I want to invite all of those who are being confirmed uh, in their faith to please come forward and stand here before the altar. alone, I promise.
I forgot to ask you guys to bring up hymnals. I'm so sorry. This is not a good start, is it? Okay, so, yeah. Uh, please turn in your hymnals to page 272 for the rite of confirm- confirmation. Page number 272. Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. Jesus said, Whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge the gift, the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion of the day of Jesus Christ. Amen.
And so, for all of you, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth and of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Each of them have picked out confirmation verses, uh, and we will be able to share those at the potluck uh, after our service here. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, they may continue steadfast and victorious when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and most merciful Father, in the waters of holy baptism, you have united your children in the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, cleansing them by his blood. Renew in them the gift of your Holy Spirit, that they may live in daily con and repentance with the faith that ever clings to their Savior. Deliver them from the power of Satan and preserve them from false and dangerous practices, that they may remain faithful in hearing Christ's word and receive his body and blood. By the Lord's Supper, strengthen them to believe that no one can make satisfaction for sin but Christ alone. Enable them to find joy and comfort only in him, learning from this sacrament to love you and their neighbor and to bear their cross with patience and joy until the day of the resurrection of their bodies to life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen. And at this time, I, I would now invite all of those who are new members uh, in this last year, you know who you are, to please come forward that we might welcome you. actually ask that you all uh, actually move down to the floor here so that we might be able to join the uh, Tim family. And you made a turn and, and face the altar. Brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ promises to confess before his Father in heaven those who faithfully confess him on earth. You have come before this Christian congregation to declare your faith and to unite, and to unite with us in Christian love and fellowship. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, answer, I do. Do you believe that the teaching of the Evan? Lutheran Church, as you have learned it from Luther's small catechism, that it is the faithful and true, that it is faithful and true to the Word of God. If so, answer, I do. Do you intend to continue steadfast in the true Christian faith 
and be diligent in the use of God's word and sacraments and lead a godly life even to death? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Will you support with your prayers, time, talents, and offerings the work of our Lord that he has given to this congregation? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I'm going to have you all turn around and face these lovely people that are behind you here. And now to you, the members of this congregation, you have heard the confession of faith and the promises made by your brothers and sisters in Christ. I now ask you, will you welcome, love, and work with them as fellow members of the body of Christ? If so, answer, we will. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, author and perfecter of our faith and mercy, you join these brothers and sisters to your church where they were born again of water and the Spirit. In mercy, you taught them your saving truth. Help us to live in love and harmony with one another and work together in serving you. Keep us together in your Spirit and bring us at last to your everlasting kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And I, the church, on behalf of our church, our ladies' aid, has gifts for each of for your families. These are Bibles that our church has uh, purchased for you and for your family. We pray that they would go to uh, bless your home with God's Word. And we rejoice uh, with you that you are now members of our church, and we thank you uh, for being here today. Will you all... Welcome them, please. And you may go back and be seated. Thank you. At this time, we will now gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew that you are in is a red signing book, and whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, we pray that you would fill that out so we know that you were here uh, to worship with us. We collect our tithes and offerings. Mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. As you just heard, this is New Member Sunday. There'll be a potluck lunch after church and everyone is welcome. Neighbors Blessing Neighbors, a traditional Thanksgiving feast. Would appreciate any donations of desserts, cakes, pies, cookies, bars, and any kind of desserts at all. Call Sandy Hunt for more information at 825-1008 or 466-3884 and leave a message. This Thanksgiving feast will be Thanksgiving Day from 12 to 2 at, at Mount Vernon High School. In church news, there's se several ladies' Bible studies that meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour 
is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is Saved and Sent, God is Love. Guest speaker is Pastor Jeff Cloder. Love can be a frustrating and confusing word. We use it to describe so many different things, many of which really aren't love at all. Jeff had grown tired of hearing the word until he heard the real love is not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son. 1 John 4, 7 through 12. We rejoin the service now in progress. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Lord, in your mercy. For the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy. Support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. For all public servants and those whom you have given to us to care for us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who are sick, hurt, or suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally especially for all those on our health list, especially for Norma Kaiser as she recovers from surgery, and also for Kimberly Bennett as she uh, continues to undergo testing. And for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts. We humbly pray, Lord, that you would heal them in every way. Lord, in your mercy. 
We thank you for all with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and families. We pray for Freen and Wayne that you might keep them and their marriage so hidden within you that all the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of your body and blood present in the sacrament today. May these gifts be for our good as you have designed all of your gifts for us to be. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. First communion hymn is crown him with many crowns, hymn 525, hymn 525.
Life of Sinners Though I Be, hymn 611, hymn 611.
next hymn is I Lay My Sins on Jesus, hymn 606, hymn 606.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us to the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
All today, as we, as you have seen, is New, new Member Sunday, and uh, in just a few moments we will enjoy our potluck dinner and cake that will be served across the street in the Fellowship Hall. Please join us, one and all, as we welcome our new members. Uh, it is time to schedule communion wear care. The sign-up sheet is in the narthex. Please do not forget to pick up the apple pies that you have on order. Those were made yesterday. Um, If you have not picked up your pies, someone will be at the school kitchen for a short time following the church service this morning uh, to help you obtain those pies. And then uh, Sandy Hunt with Neighbors Blessing Neighbors Thanksgiving Day Dinner would uh, would appreciate it if any of our ladies would donate desserts for the dinner. Uh, Pies, cakes, cookies, bars, any kind of desserts. Uh, And if you would like to get in contact with Sandy, please call the church office and we can get you her telephone number. Uh, Again, God's blessings to you uh, on this, the rest of your Sunday and this week. Let's ask God to bless our meal together with the common table prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. I look forward to seeing all of you over at the school. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christat, Missouri. We pray that you have spiritually benefited from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.